find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome to a brand new Yang Bangin' episode of the world-famous, award-winning, Behind the Baller podcast. We are coming to you live from Hollywood, California. This show is and will always be 100% professional podcasting. Museum-quality podcasting. You should expect nothing less from the Wash Lord. And yes, I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. The Korean John Daly, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben, a.k.a. Crazy Bear, a.k.a. The King Koopa of Washed Dads. It is now Monday the 2nd. We are in a fresh month of October, and this is episode 378. We are closer to 400 episodes and a major rebrand of this show. That is a major milestone. And none of this could happen. None of this is possible without the goats. That is my producers, Miles and Jordan, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. We got original music by Lakey and the original BTB theme song by Illegal Cartel. Guys, let's get right the fuck into it. You hear the Lakey music. Let's go. Man, it's early as hell. Uh, 2023 is moving really fast, right? But not fast enough. So it's like weird. Like, it's got to slow down, but at the same time, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, what I mean is I'm starting to feel like I'm slowly, very slowly, creeping back into almost my own self. You know, time is what is going to, you know what I'm saying, um, heal the process, right? I don't even know who the fuck I am these days, to be honest. And not because of what's going on, but because I wear so many hats and because I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. So that at any given moment, bam, all of a sudden, like, you know, one minute I'm a jeweler, one minute I'm a golfer, one minute I'm leading a group, one minute I'm influencing, you know, golfers, ambassadors of brands, whatever the fuck it may be. And all that shit stops by a snap of the fucking fingers and I become a legit house dad, right? I'm Mr. Mom. Mind you, with no help, no family assistance, right? No nannies, no shit like that. And more importantly, no complaining, right? Very grateful, super thankful for my life. And not everyone can say that. I'm not talking about being grateful and thankful. I'm talking about not taking shit for granted, right? Not everyone can say that because I really do this shit. Just yesterday and this whole weekend, I got my kids, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they, they take a lot out of me. We were supposed to go to Universal Studios on Saturday, but it rained most of the morning into the early afternoon. I wasn't going to be in Universal Studios and fucking in the rain. It just would be a waste. I don't want to hear them talk shit and whatever. And they might have been cool. Might not, I, I didn't want to take that gamble. So um, we had our fun. You know, we, we did our thing. Some of the usual stuff that, uh, you know, stuff that, I, you know, I'm not really to, ready to take them all over the place yet, but um, yesterday I hosted a pizza party for London Ryder and Kaya and their friends. And Kaya was like, you know, it was a great time, chilled out, hung out, talked to the parents. You know, um, I don't really have guests over here. So people who know me know, like, they don't just be, you know, people don't just be pulling up to my crib. That ain't how I go down over here. But you know, they went swimming and all that shit and everything and they were exhausted and um, Kaya was really tired. 
and she took a nap. She fell asleep right on my lap, and I was already tired too. I was trying to take a nap, but I couldn't. Like ten minutes later, she's like, "I don't know what the fuck. Something came up." And then she woke up like two, three hours later. She wakes up like at seven o'clock, and I'm like, "Damn, man! I had already made the boys dinner at six. You know, I made chicken, and I was like, yeah, Kai, you know, you got we got some pizza left over, got some chicken.'" She's like, "No, nah, I don't want any of that, Daddy." And I was already beat the fuck up, right? I got to be up early. I got to get them fucking their lunch ready for school. I got to get them dressed and all that other shit and then get them to school and everything else. And then my day today ain't that bad, right? But I was for real beat up. I was beat up like an MPC 3000. And I knew that Kai was not taking any type of no for an answer. I was in a weird mood at the same time. I just didn't want, I was just like, you know what, man? Let me do this now. Let me just get up and do this shit. Let me get this work done. It ain't a whole lot to do. So I had to go make her some dinner. And I thought about it, right? And I got a private page where my family's on, you know, 30 followers or something like that. And I'm like, I don't want any props. I don't want anybody to applaud me. None of that shit. Not whatsoever at all whatsoever. I'm not asking for that. This is my job, right? But what's really funny to me is motherfuckers don't have another job but raising their kids. And they're not great at that. You got one job to do? Why not try to excel at it? It ain't that hard to be a decent parent, right? Some people really do get lucky with great mannerisms. There's different things that go on. They get really lucky. Tell the kid to sleep or go to sleep. They listen. You know, they do well in school, whatever. Some people get lucky. Some people have it tough. And I feel for those people, you know what I mean? I kind of have it in between. But if you ain't got no other fucking job, it's funny how you got an opinion of what the fuck I do, right? Because think about doing that and providing for an entire family. Oh no, you can't, right? Why can't you? No reason, okay? Well, I got one. Too fucking entitled. Or too lazy. You know what? Nobody gives a fuck. Okay? Oh, you ain't worked in a long time? Nobody cares. You think bills get paid? Like they just magically just get paid? You obviously know they don't. Especially when you start, you know, all that shit adds up. Whatever the fuck it may be. Could be Chipotle, could be fucking whatever. Groceries, all that shit. Everyone's got excuses. I don't care what yours is. If you got two legs, two arms, two hands, 10 fingers, you can breathe. Get your ass up and figure some shit out. Especially if you are blessed with some natural, beautiful attributes, right? Ain't nobody going to give up nothing for free. Gas prices are over fucking $7 in this bitch here in LA. If all you got to offer is some trim or some neck, let me tell you, that shit better be A1 and that shit better turn on and off like a USB charger a fucking a Mophie, okay? And never run out. You better recharge that thing because I don't know about all that. I... Look, I wasn't blessed with the best genetics. Think, you know, I'm all right, you know, for six feet tall, 170 pounds, right? I'm pretty much average all the way through, size 11 shoe, okay? But my mind, it ain't average. I don't got nothing but hustle up there. I was actually driving the other day. And uh, was it Friday. Thursday, I think it was Friday. It's before my kids got out of school. Yeah, I think so. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get some lunch by myself. Went to hit this random Korean barbecue spot. It wasn't that great, but you know, shit. I was like, look, I'm blessed to even fucking eat right now. Kids got out of school. I said, damn, man. My kids really depend on me so much. They don't even know it. That's what hit me so hard. I know they love me. 
it's not even a question. They just don't get it. And it's already crazy because they got to move from one house to another and all these other things. And they've, we've actually moved quite a bit in a pleasant situation. Right now, it's, it's subjective, right? But real shit, thought about it, you know? I'm like, Ryder, London, they don't give a fuck about clothes or shoes. They really don't. They don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I put nice shoes on them. They don't give a fuck. They literally wear slides. They don't care. They're so chill. Get clothes from Target, from Walmart, whatever. They have some nice shit too. They don't give a fuck. Kaya, you know, she has some nice things and she likes them. That's fine. She's a girl. I want her to have, you know what I'm saying, high expectations. And I want her to be, you know, shit. My standards for her are going to be on a different level. And that's up to me, right? But you think about it like a two-year-old, even a 13, 14-year-old child, their only job is to have fun and go to school, okay? And grow up and not think about where their next meal is coming from. That's the parent's fucking job to worry about it, right? They should be able to all sleep in a decent bed, have decent clothes, be able to laugh as much as possible until they get to an age where they can understand how hard it is to make a dollar in this world, right? I'm being real. They should not inherit their parents' trauma or stress. It's not on them. Of course, not all kids are that fortunate. I'm blessed to have been put in a situation to where I waited. This was planned. I thought about it. I haven't been in a whole lot of relationships. I've been in a lot of dating. But at the end of the day, I know for a million percent, I don't got to worry about the kids. Right? And that's the hard part that parents forget. You could be decent as fuck. 10 plus years, 9 plus years. It all depends. Be a, you know, be a mom at 25, 27, 21, 31 here and there. But then you hit these weird strides, right? Some women feel old at 35. Maybe they, you know, have postpartum after one kid. They hit 40 and kind of bug out, feel like, oh shit, I'm getting old or whatever. I embrace 40 like a motherfucker. I embrace 50, okay? They forget when it matters. And in the fucked up place that we're in right now, in the world, you can say yes a thousand times. You say no once and motherfuckers remember the no. I've said that so many times on this show. When it matters, parents can forget that they are giving their stress to their kids because of what happened to them coming up. I had the most stressful fucking childhood you could possibly imagine. Doesn't matter if I was able to get a bike or some nice shit once in a while and get some Jordans or get some shit from my mom here and there. I got my ass whooped. I had other stuff. But guess what? I'm not going to do that to my kids. I don't. Period. But like I said, you fuck around and forget. And you put in all these years, you climbed up this motherfucking ladder, flights of stairs. Then you do some dumbass shit and don't realize your kids are going to suffer from it. And now you're asked and just got thrown down some flights of stairs. 20 flights, 30 flights, 10 flights, I don't know. And it's too late because you don't, just, you don't even realize the damage that you've done. That's why I try, I really try my hardest to think things through. Like I really think about it. Even when it could be some simple shit, right? I don't have to bring up, in my situation, I don't have to bring up, you know, um, oh, is your mom going to do this? You want to do that? I already know, like, I'm, I'm not worried about that type of shit, right? There's people in my life who think that I'm struggling because of the physical work. They obviously know there's a mental shit, but they think like, oh, you need help with this, this. I don't have time to sit there and tell anybody what the fuck is going on in my life. That's why I have a therapist. 
And that's why I talk to that person because that person professionally is supposed to know how to react to certain things and not be biased. I'm like, nah, Ben, you know what? That was a shitty thing to say. Nah, Ben, you're doing a great job. Really, for real. Fuck everyone else. Nah, Ben, you know what? That ain't right. Nah, Ben, you're not in the wrong here. And I don't necessarily need to hear that, right? I, I think I do have a clear head enough to where, you know, the common sense thing with me, I got a lot of fucking common sense. But one thing that came up in discussion over the weekend is parents who can't separate their beef with their kids' best friend's parents. That's the shit that fucks me up. Now look, I don't give a fuck if you voted for Trump. I don't give a fuck if you voted for, if you want to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. I don't care what the fuck you do. I don't care if you're red. It doesn't matter what. I don't care what color you're in. I don't care whatever, right? Believe it or not, I'm sure even Bernie Madoff's kids, they seem pretty decent and they hated their dad. What could they fucking do? That's the life that they were in. Even when they were older, they made certain decisions. I'm just saying, I've met some fucked up people who had some decent kids and weren't in it, right? There's reflections, but not all the time. Just letting you know that there's some real shit. And what I'm getting at is, unless this person was a murderer, and I don't want any association with that, unless this person was stealing from all the other parents around, there was something directly infected. I don't know about what their past was. I just know that these kids like each other. They're best friends. They should grow up. They should get a second chance. There should be something. If something comes up later, and it's not a yellow light, it's not caution anymore. It becomes a red light. Okay, well then I get involved. But when kids have been best friends for years and all of a sudden you got an issue with your best friend's kid's parents, don't get the fucking kids involved, man. I've seen that shit happen when I'm playing golf with some of my friends. My boy was fucking making millions with David Beckham and his wife doesn't like David Beckham. Why? I don't know. I'm hearing it from three different sides. Crazy part is, I'm hearing it from himself too. And he's like, it's fucked up. My wife don't like him, so I can do anything about it. I'm like, are you fucking crazy, bro? You need to check. You need, dog, you need to talk to your motherfucking wife. He ain't out trying to hit on her. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about some bullshit, petty shit. And a lot of times, women just, and again, I've said this before. It is a scientific fact that women change over a course of their lives, can change two, three times. Men do not change. They stay the same. She got a woman who's going through something mentally. Now all of a sudden, they're beefing with someone and you don't fit that narrative. And so you do whatever the fuck you got to do to fit that narrative because it's like a survival tactic and you're desperate. So now you'll make up some shit oh, my kids don't fuck with them anyway, blah, blah, whatever. How about you ask your kids, are you guys still friends? Yeah, 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 we're best friends. So now you're gonna fuck up the kids' friendship at school because over some petty shit? Look, I had some friends that came with a birthday party and then fuck with some people I had, whatever. You know what they did? They dropped their kids off at my house and kept it pushing. They weren't even tripping. I was like, man, it's all good. You want to come through here? You want to push a different part of the crib? Whatever, boom. He's like, I don't even want a motherfucker to say sorry. I was like, dog, keep it pushing. But when you start alienating your, your children to avoid other people because you're mad at someone and the other kid doesn't even fucking know, they ain't got no idea these fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? You think a fucking six-year-old, 10-year-old, eight-year-old fucking know what the fuck is going on? I just don't rock with that, man. That's just some punk ass shit. And again, this is my show. Sometimes we talk about business. A lot of times we talk about mindset. I'm not some fake guru selling you a class or nothing like that, whatever. Just talk about the shit that I go through, things that I experience, and shit that goes on in my every day fucking life. So this is what I talk about on here, right? Me and Jimmy are gonna be spitting some real shit on this show very soon. But it, it's something that I think you guys should should be up on game on because there might be a crossroads. I'm sure a lot of people have gone through this. You ain't got to be married. 
just saying like, it's just crazy. Don't get the kids involved. You know? Seldom is it the people who are the cause of our problems, the same people who can fix them. Okay? Seldom is it the people who are the cause of our problems be the people who can fix them. Now, it's up to us. Or in it specifically, it's up to me, right? I don't look at who I can blame. I'm not that type of person. I don't say, oh, who could I blame? I know people like that. I know someone like a motherfucker who's like, oh, who can I blame? I don't do that. I try to find a solution. And is it somebody else's fault? Maybe. But is it my problem to deal with? A hundred percent. So stop making excuses. Nobody cares. You want equal rights? You want equal pay? Level the fuck up and do the same level work. Okay? People show out for Taylor Swift at a concert, right? So yeah, she goes crazy on tour, right? This tour, right? Of course then, she should get paid more than Frank Ocean or Lil Uzi or the fuck, that, whatever they make on a tour. Okay? They're both entertainers. Ain't got nothing to do with fucking one being male or female. Does that mean that Taylor Swift is cooler? No. Okay? I'm just saying, women are capable of making the same shit happen. Maybe not in pro sports and certain things, but I'm saying, my cousin Anita, she's a jeweler. She just copped a $15 million crib in cash fucking stupid crib in this economy what does she do for a living like i said she makes custom jewelry like i do whoops i guess i slipped that back in there but yeah i guess it's time for me to come and make a little comeback you know what i'm saying i got some shit planned i got, I got a couple things you know cooking but like more importantly i know what i'm good at and just like any you know relationship you got to work at it it's just that my passion for jewelry left a year ago, right? Maybe longer than a year ago. It just my passion left. I think the same thing happened to do with my marriage. I ain't gonna lie to you. I just checked out, okay? So I had to go deep to find that fire again. Except this ain't like a marriage. It's different, you know what I'm saying? It's two to tango. This is different. This is like, all right, I can go back, right? I gotta think about what's really going on. I took a lot of time off. Very few people are able to do that. But my kids got to eat, right? And I want them to stay in private school. I don't want them to worry about shit else. This is on me. They did not ask to be here. At the same time, I did not ask for the situation that I'm in right now. But guess what? That shit ain't going to stop me. If you gave me a bowl of rice and you came back in 30 minutes, guess what? I'd have a fucking restaurant in this bitch because I am a hustler period all right let's take a little break we got a little special guest that's going to come on and bless the mic just for a couple minutes but uh yeah miles okay he's already on point he knows that the lakey shit is going on we'll be right back y'all College and NFL football is here and there's money to be made. Fantasy advice got you covered. Sports betting picks got you covered. VIP one-on-one -on -one coaching for beginners got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, AKA the captains are here to help you dominate football season. Captain picks is legit and it's fun. I love being able to watch games and communicate in the discord community alongside. If you sign up right now for single sport football at $50 per week, you'll get picks for both NCAA and NFL and all year long fantasy football knowledge. Also into MLB, UFC, PGA, MLS, and more captains have you covered and you can add another single sport for just 50 dollars go to captainpicks.com now captainpicks.com is where you go to win maybe you're someone like me who wants to see all the plays 24 7 then sign up for daily weekly or monthly one-time or recurring subscriptions with promo code baller that will give you 20 percent off 
Come join me and my crew at captainpicks.com for single sport or VIP. Sports betting should be a team sport. Go to captainpicks.com. So like I said, it's daddy gang weekend. So, you know, um, got the kids. So I got to bring a special guest on. The princess of the Yang gang, my youngest, my little baby girl, Kaya. Hi, Kaya. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. Did you have a fun weekend? Yes. What did you do this weekend that was so fun? I had a play date. You had a what? I had a play date. A play date? Yes. With who? My best friend. Oh, your best friend? And then what did you guys do at the play date? Um, we went swimming. Went swimming? And then what did you guys eat? Pizza. Yeah, pizza? Was it yummy? Yes. And then what did you have for dinner? Mac and cheese. What? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? Who made mac and cheese? Yeah. <laughs> okay, did anything else exciting happen this weekend? We got a hamster. You got a hamster? Is it a boy or girl? Girl. It's a girl. And what's her name? Hammy and, and Chomic. Hammy and Chomic? That's so cute. Do you love your hamsters? Yes. Okay. Well, what was the what was your favorite thing that you ate this weekend? Potato corner. Potato corner? <laughs> the potato corner is really good, huh? You like the chicken wings, huh? Mm-hmm. It was yummy? Yes. And then you had a cupcake after, huh? From where? Sprinkles. And what flavor was it? Red velvet. Okay. Well, baby, I love you very much. Are you excited for school? Yes. Okay. So tell everybody, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. A little quick interview with my daughter. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? We are back. We are back. Before we get started, um, I like to mention that I am doing the hundred hole hike in uh, Pebble Beach. So please do not forget to click the link in my bio on any of my social media, and please donate to the hundred hole hike. It is a charity for kids to get access to play golf. You know what I mean? And speaking of golf, guys, we are two weeks away from the Washed Lord Invitational. Oceanside Scramble in the beautiful Oceanside, California, North County, San Diego at the lovely Arrowwood Golf Course. I cannot fucking wait. This is a more chill event. It is not going to be as big and crazy as the second annual Washboard Invitational, which we will release information probably in a month or so of the second annual attorney. Um, But yeah, do not forget, guys. And, uh, you know, I was in San Diego, fresh out from um, my trip to Chicago uh, for the live tourney. And I went up down to TaylorMade to train at the Kingdom. And uh, I broke my driver last weekend and got fitted for a new driver. My driver's starting to come around, y'all. Starting to get nasty, starting to get a little serious. You know what I mean? And so what I decided to do, I was fucking absolutely exhausted, by the way, guys. I had played five rounds, seven days, super tired. But I promised some subscribers I'd play golf with them. And I was able to achieve that twice this week. So played a practice round at Arrowwood, two rounds, got into a fucking death match with um my boy. I talked about it, I think, on the show last week. Uh, but yeah, so I was able to play with... um a couple subscribers at Arrowwood, two Korean cats by random chance would happen. They were ready to come down. They came down, drove quite a bit. So I got to give a shout out to my boys, Lloyd, Lloyd and um, Roy. Uh, Roy is about the same index as me right now. I would say anywhere from 12 to 14. He shot in the low 80s. I shot in the, the low 90s. Um, I had shot a lot better before I played like three, four days in a row. I was fucking dead. They, they will tell you straight up. 
Lloyd is um, probably like a seven index. It's really good, man. My cousin, who's really, really, really good, kind of played kind of shitty. And I think he was just smoking too much fucking weed. But the course is so fucking pure. I cannot wait for you guys who are playing the tourney to play. It is fucking amazing. Um, I found my fourth player. You know, I had to have a stick. And that's just the way life goes. But yeah, man, it was fucking dope getting my training in and really starting to feel my golf game come back to where I needed to be and really just sharpened up a lot. I, I'm not there to where I was, where I felt like I was playing the best golf of my life in like December, January, maybe a little bit of February, but I'm better in a lot of other places. So I think overall I might be even in a better place. It's just, I was kind of in a, um, weird spot where I was playing semi-blades with the speed 790s and you know um the guys at Taylor made like yo your skills have surpassed Estelle so you need the 790 to get the next level and I think I'm going to stick with Estelle for just a little bit longer I was playing the 790s all weekend and early this week and I was like nah I'm, I'm, I'm going back to this in fact I think I played them in the middle of the week too anyways um, real quick, I got something special dropping with Vessel. If you didn't know, you know I got that bag collab. It's kind of expensive. I don't know how many are left. They're numbered. But uh, we got that bag, so let me know, you know what I'm saying, if you are interested. It is a, this is a primo piece. Speaking of Vessel, went to the Vessel headquarters on Tuesday, and uh, my boy Richard, who has been very instrumental in, uh, you know, kind of building a relationship with Vessel. If you don't know, guys, Vessel is the Chanel of golf bags, okay? Not the Gucci, not the Mercedes-Benz, not the fucking, you know, Nike. This is legit the Chanel of golf bags. They make them all. They also do lifestyle shit. They make toiletry bags. They make backpacks. And I got to give a big shout out right now to Ronnie, the owner of Vessel Golf. Got a big shout out to Justin. And again, one more time, shout out to my boy Richard. He's from the Chi-Town. Uh, for the Midwest, and uh, he he was sick, so I didn't get to kick with them, but we had a real nice shabu-shabu meal out there in Carlsbad. I cannot wait to get back this weekend. I'm going to play another uh, practice round at Arrowwood. And um, on Wednesday, is it Wednesday? Thursday? Might have been Thursday. I don't remember, man. I've had a crazy week. But uh, I decided to get it in again with um, three subscribers at Shoal Canyon in Glendale, California. And it's a par 60 course, short, short course. Almost all the, in fact, I'm sorry, all the par fours are dryable. Longest hole might be like 240, 250 yards. They say 250, but realistically, they're not, even from the tips. But I got to get it in with my boy Paul and um, my boy Kenny. Again, randomly, two Koreans. I really mean that. I don't have a lot of Korean friends or anybody, but this, uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, Paul runs a uh, Golf Buddies TV channel, and then he does something else I forgot, and another dude is, um, is a wealth advisor, works for not a hedge fund, but, you know, some sort of um, investment firm. Uh, all three of us are fairly pretty close in handicaps, and um, we got to the 15th hole, and it was a drivable par four, 252 yards with the slope and everything it was like 225 or something like that and so I said you know what I'm gonna take out my five wood and I hit that bitch as pure as a motherfucker I striped that thing hit it flush center of the club face no draw no fucking fade straight as a motherfucker and that bitch hit the edge of the green I was probably six feet from the right of the pin. The pin location was a little nasty. That shit bounced it to the bunker. Um, I thought I was going to at least get a fucking birdie. I was driving up there thinking I had an eagle putt, but got out of the bunker. Chip wasn't that great. Then I had uh, another small chip, and then I made a par. But uh, I shot 10 over on the course. Not terrible. Really not bad. Um, saw my friends who were like seven handicaps or anything else. And the best they ever shot there was a 68. And it's a fun course. It's short. They, they aerated the green, so it was really shitty conditions. It was fucked up. But one thing I will say is, for anyone who believes, or I'm sorry, doesn't believe where I'm at in 18 months of playing rounds, almost 19 months, let me say this. I play a lot by myself. 
I play better when the camera's on, when I'm under pressure, and when people are around. So please believe that, understand that I put, it wasn't 11 times to set on my stories. I had 13 putts on the front nine being exhausted as fuck at Arrowwood with the subscribers. They saw me sink six one putts. I was, my putter's on fucking fire. And I started using a wedge when I started playing municipal courses. But if the course is pure, you know, the Scotty comes out. And some big moves are coming soon. Can't talk about them yet. But yeah, it was a good week of golf. I'm going to get some golf in this week. And then, um, yeah, again, Wash Lord's coming up. What else? The Ryder Cup. Let's get into some sports, man. Oh, boy. Um, the U.S. team, the Ryder Cup is played every two years. It's supposed to be every four years, I guess, something like that. I don't know. COVID fucked them things up. And, you know, I'm new to it. And me personally, I think the Ryder Cup is doper than the Masters or any major. Just the way that they do their games, match playing, how they do doubles and all that shit. The way they pair up the teams is dope. I think Zach Johnson, the coach, did a shitty job. I thought we were doomed from the beginning. I do think that live players or more live players should have been there. I think Dustin Johnson would have made a huge difference. I think um, Patrick Reed would have made a huge difference. I think Bryson would have made a big difference over Justin Thomas. I think Keegan Bradley deserved to be on the team more than ever. But we went out there. I don't think there was a lot of unity. There's a lot of bro shit, but it wasn't like, it was weird, man. Motherfuckers were choking out there. I knew Europe was strong. The U.S. has not won on European soil since 1993. So it's 30 years. Motherfuckers couldn't get it done. And it was embarrassing. Um, Ricky Fowler, who happens to be a friend of mine, he conceded to a two-foot, eight-inch putt. And tell you the truth, it looked a little further. People think it looked closer. I think it looked a little further. Tommy Fleetwood, I got to show some love because he is Team TaylorMade, but I think he could have. And Ricky's Team TaylorMade, too. He plays a TaylorMade ball. I just feel like you don't fucking give that putt up. I don't give a fuck how classy, how nice you are, whatever. And it was just a bullshit. I just think the lineup was fucked up. I had people in the comments talking shit about Brooks. And it's like, look, man, Brooks Kepka has won five fucking majors. I don't want to hear shit about Brooks' skill level. He absolutely fucking ethered that rookie. All right, Ludwig, whatever the fuck his name was. Not to say that kid ain't good. It's just, come on, man, Brooks is a beast. They should have put Brooks against fucking Rom. That would have been a fucking, that would have been something to see. But yeah, man, overall, sucks. Now we got to wait a few years, see that shit happen. And uh, there's all kinds of memes, all kinds of fun. And and it's dope. Uh, there's not much golf left. Uh, Zozo Champ is next month. Or is it this month? I forgot. I'm not going to be able to make it. There's some tournaments coming up that are big that I'm trying to make it into. But there's some political bullshit that I'm involved in. And it just sucks. Now, let me say this. Brooks Kepka posted a picture of him, uh, Xander Schauffele, Sam Burns, Max Homa and Ricky Fowler all wearing uh, Crushers live t-shirts. Looks like he's trolling whatever. But let me say this, man. A lot of people are talking shit and that's just comes with the job. You know, scrutiny, criticism, all that. And you know, you got people like Stephen A. Smith who talks a lot of shit and people are like, yo, what the fuck? At least Stephen A. played college ball and was a baller in high school and whatever he really played for real, at least on a higher level than just high school. Now, everyone's entitled to their opinions. That doesn't mean you got to take them as valid. You could be right about something, be like, oh, MJ's better than this. You could argue, whatever. You could say this more, you know, statistics and spit that out. But if you never played the game or played it on a high level, now again, in 18 months of golf, I've done more than people have done. This ain't a pissing contest, none of that shit. It's just the truth and it's facts. I've played in more serious tournaments and with more PGA Tour pros and professional golfers than fucking probably 95% of the golfers out there in the world. And I've done more in golf than people have done in 10, 15, if not their entire 25, 30 years of golf but I'm always trying to move it forward. Now, with that said, with anything, whether I make jewelry, whether it's music I worked on, whether it's designs I did, I know that criticism and shit talking and chirping comes with the game. That's fine. I'm good with it. I got no problem with it. It don't mean it bothers me. I think just the concept of someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about, 
And, you know, people say, oh, it's great. You're a 54 handicap. And that dude, I guarantee a lot of motherfuckers, I play with the dude who's really good in golf. And he said he was a scratch golfer. I was talking to Bubba Watson. He's like, oh, I'm not going to tell him he's not. You know, and it's funny because this dude hit a lot of shots OB. And I don't think he is. Just you play with someone you can see off day or not. And, you know, I get that golf is tough. But when dudes say shit outside their neck and they just, just want to sound cute, they want to sound smart, I'm going to say this again. I don't comment on pages that don't follow me. The PGA Tour follows me. Zyre Golf, all the big golf pages I comment on, they follow me. What does that mean? I don't know. But it means that we follow each other and I, it's, there's some sort of respect. And I ain't just going to go on some page and be some fanboy and talk some shit on someone I don't know. And with that said, I would love to see any of them motherfuckers and you want to play on indexes and handicaps? All right, cool. Dude's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm a six. All right, dog. So give me three in front, four in the back. Give me three aside. Fuck it. Let's go. And I'll rise to the occasion. So it is what it is. A lot of people are always asking about, yo, man, you should play Khaled. You should play Khaled. I said it before, man. I'd have to give Khaled a lot of strokes and, and who knows what kind of day you'd have. Khaled is, I don't think Khaled's broken 100. To be quite honest, I don't think he's even played in the fight entire full 18 and been serious about it with no mulligans and no moving the ball, you know, lies and shit like that. When I mean lies, I don't mean lying. I'm talking about where the ball lies. But yeah, it just is what it fucking is. Uh, what else sports wise? Dodgers. Yeah, we got we got we're in the motherfucking playoffs. You know what I'm saying? We're second round now. Is that what it is? And I'm trying to get this subscriber thing, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I don't fucking know. I've just been so fucking tired. But the biggest news in the NBA this week that kind of shocked a lot of people was Damian Lillard, a.k.a. Dame Dalla, who everyone thought was going to either stay in Portland and be miserable or go to the Miami Heat, got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I don't give a fuck if Drew Holiday, who is alumni from my kid's school, Went to the Celtics. Celtics would be tough for sure. He's dope. But Dame and Giannis? There's just, I can't see anybody coming out the East fucking with Milwaukee. It's too much, too much sauce on that fucking team. It is crazy. I fuck with Dame. I fuck with Dame heavy as shit. I definitely fuck with everything about dude. He's from the town. I love his game. I want dude to see, get a ring. I really do. Now, tonight, my Seahawks face off the Giants at MetLife. I watched a little bit of football yesterday. I was occupied with the pizza party and entertaining parents and all that stuff and everything else. Look, there's no reason why we shouldn't win this game. I think low-key, we could fuck around and have a really nice record. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see no eight and nine arrest. I mean, I would see a nine and eight, but I'm talking about like, yo, we can fuck around and really have like a 13 and four, you know, season. We can fuck around and really creep into some shit. Now, can we take the Niners out? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And now that I start looking at my schedule, I don't really know how many games I'm going to be able to make it to. It's been weird. And again, I just like I said, I don't know if I'm ready to go to Seattle and have all those feelings. It's just weird. Got to overcome them. I'm not going to run for them, but you know, it's just weird times, man. Weird times. Um, To top off and end off the sports talk, that Canelo Alvarez Charlo fight was just fucking dry as fuck. That shit was boring as shit. I can't tell you the last time I turned a fight off, let alone a championship fight. I don't rock with Canelo. I don't want to hear whatever. I don't give a fuck what they say. Whatever the fuck they want to say. I don't rock with dude. I'm not a huge fan of guy. Okay. Talking about people finding people in their prime and this and that. I don't fuck with Canelo. All right. He's got more L's than the people who really are real champs. I fuck with Terrence Crawford. That fight was boring as shit. I turned that fight off in the fifth round. I could not fuck with it. Could not fuck with it. Just could not. All right. So that's done with sports. As far as movies, my kids are excited to watch Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know shit about that movie. Maybe you guys could fill me in. Ain't no new shows. I didn't watch White Collar throughout the week and whatever. Just didn't, you know, get into it. But I did get to watch episode five of Force Power Book, right? And let me tell you something. Spoilers, guys. 
close your ears if you ain't heard the show, if you ain't seen the show. This episode, this last episode was good. But it seemed forced, pun intended. It's a bit extreme. You know what I'm saying? A lot of motherfucking big key people getting killed. There's a lot of shit. And I'm like, all right, so can we not get a filler for episode six? I want to see some real shit happen if that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to see some crazy, crazy, crazy shit happen for episode six. And I'll let seven be a little bit of a filler. But I would love them just to come hard body like they did the first season. They did that for Raising Kane in the first season. I just, man, no fillers. No breaks. Don't give me no fucking, it's Christmas coming. I mean, uh, Halloween or some shit coming. Please, please, 50. Please. Now, while we're eating potato corner, my kids come up with the craziest analogies. Like, how, how much for this? Would you do this? Would you do this? Would you do this for this much money? Would you do this? And it's funny. They, they have no idea what the concept of money is. They understand Robux. They understand that, you know, a certain hat that they want is like $1,200. Some of them are $10,000. Some of them are even $50,000. Yes, $50,000 US dollars. And I'm sure very privileged billionaire kids who, you know, parents give them access to their credit card. Maybe they do that, but a lot of these influencers are getting gifted. Gamers are getting gifted by Robux, Roblox, and whatever. And fuck it. Who cares? Ryder asked me while we're eating potato corn, and he goes, Dad, would you take $200 billion? But if you did, you could never listen to music for the rest of your life. Look, I think I got 30 years left in me. Right? And I love music. I think you guys know that, especially classics. I am taking that 200 billion so motherfucking fast and listening to the talk radio, fucking whatever, boom. If a movie's got some music in it, I'm sure there'll be like some kind of stipulation, like, all right, you gotta, you know, we'll let you know when the music's turned off, whatever, and I gotta miss something. Fine. Soundtrack in a movie. I don't give a fuck. 200 B, and I love music. But again, that really changes a lot. I would do some ignorant shit. I wouldn't even begin to tell you. My dream that I told Jonas Bavakwa is I would go get the surgery. I would turn my head into an Optimus Prime robot Decepticon Megatron head. I would do some crazy shit. I would have both my arms be made out of real gold. I would fuck around turn into a robot. I would do some crazy shit. I would do a ton of good and a ton of charity and I would fuck around and do a bunch of things but me and my kids immediately would be like I'd be like fuck this here take this much money here go live your life boom to people that I need to get out of my life and I'd be like look I would take my kids on a five-year vacation with the best possible private tutors and I'll play golf all over the world so yeah but the funny part is my kids are so pure and they're just so they're just such good pure kids they were like talking amongst each other, London Ryder. They're like, nah, I couldn't do it, man. They have no idea how much $200 billion is. And again, remember, 11 and nine years old. Like, I love music too much. I love music too much. I couldn't do it. And it was a proud mo dad moment. I, it, was, it was a great answer. It was fucking awesome to hear that. Now, speaking of Roblox, my favorite game, Dungeon Quest, after two or three years now, they are releasing a new dungeon. It's been at least two, three years. On Friday the 13th, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Friday the fucking 13th, Dungeon Quest is releasing a new dungeon and I cannot be more fucking ecstatic. It's gonna be fucking crazy. So I think some of y'all that subscribe to the show have hit me up on Roblox and stuff. I don't really add anybody on there, but can't wait. And London cannot wait. He's barely, well, not barely, he's almost at level 200. So I'm just super hyped for that. To wrap it up in other news, Lil Tay told me she was making a comeback. She was gonna come and do music and everything else. She's a lot more talented than I thought at the same time. I don't know if I love the song that she came out with, but she came out from the dead. Five years, no one's talked about her. You know, they've wondered whatever. She's a grown-ass girl now. I think she's 15 or something, or 14, somewhere around there, 15, I think. And she's a grown-ass girl. I said you, that to you guys before. I said it before anybody said on the internet. She's like five, six, five, seven. She could play the guitar very well. She came out with a music video. Is trending number one on fucking YouTube. She low-key broke the internet 
went on live, exposed her dad for allegedly beating her and doing all kinds of crazy ass shit. And I'm just happy for Tad. Hope she's all right and she can make some money and figure something out and pivot into something that that is profitable for her and her family. She's taking care of her mom. She's a young kid. Her brother's still pretty young. It's a good dude. So good luck to Lil Tay and, and all that other stuff. Now, if you are in the Toronto area, Cause One, yes, Cause, the artist, is doing an art exhibit in Toronto, all right? And my one-of-one artist proof, Space X Cause X Ben Baller, we've listed it under IF and Co., which is perfectly fine as a business. My Ben Baller Cause official collaboration is in a museum. Now, for all the jewelers out there that think they're on the same level, or whatever the fuck they think, no. No. My shit is in legitimate museums with legendary motherfucking artists like cause so thank you brian appreciate it that will be hitting um museums all over the place and it's just a fucking honor it sets me apart from the regular ass people that don't do what i do all right anyways guys you know what time it is you hear the music in the background this is time for you to understand that this is not your practice life and that i want you to do better i want you to be better be 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 better be a better person today than you were yesterday be a better person this week than you were last week and always strive to be better all right guys if you haven't subscribed to the show just hit the subscribe button spotify amazon google play fucking apple whatever please just hit the subscribe button and i need you to do me a favor tell somebody about the show if you like it all right please it helps me a lot. And again, this rebrand that we got coming out is going to be cold, super cold. All right, y'all. I will see you guys back on Monday. I think I got Jimmy coming on the show on Monday. It's going to be lit. And I love you guys. All right. God bless. Peace.